Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk a little bit about why you need to trust yourself. That's a fun topic, right? <laughs> Let's get into it. So, you know, as I've posted more and more on social media, and I'm starting to get like a nice little following there on the acting notes, it's very nice to see, you know, it's it's great to uh, see that it's having an impact on people, that people are enjoying some of the content I'm putting up there, because I just love acting, and I love getting to share that joy of discovery, of the process, of the craft with others, so it's really cool to see, but as I've gotten more involved in that community on social media, you know, I start to get a lot more posts suggested to me from other acting coaches, casting directors, uh, people who are also making pages similar to the acting notes. Uh, and so that's that's also interesting. But something I do notice from time to time, and there's really no one specific. I, I would never do that anyway. I would never come out here on a podcast and be like, this person, man, they suck. Uh, I would never do that. That's pretty terrible, I think. Um, and I just don't think that's what this podcast is really for or about. But I do see a lot of this conversation, I guess. Or maybe it's not even conversation. That's not the right word. It's just the way that people talk sometimes about the craft of acting that I think is kind of problematic in a lot of ways. And I don't mean to problematize an issue that maybe doesn't need it, but, and this is an issue that I think is rampant in a lot of social media, which is just that uh, there is a lack of nuance, a lack of, I don't know, giving grace, giving the idea that like, maybe, maybe you don't know everything. You know what I mean? I always try on my videos on, on this podcast, I would try to specify like, these are just tips and suggestions. I don't, I'm not telling you that it is the only way to uh, cut the bread, so to speak. Um, but I think that that mentality is not shared on social media often. And it makes sense, right? Because I think it's a hotter take to say, this is the number one thing you need to do to improve your acting versus, hey, here's something that you could do to improve your acting, maybe. I understand why one sounds more appealing to the other. But I think that the mentality that puts that pressure on it, that says this is the number one thing, I think that's operating from a a bad faith place, from a place that isn't entirely great, right? Because acting is such a tough business. And while there are things that we can do that can help us grow, that can help us get to where we want to be, the truth is a lot of it is, you know, luck and preparation striking at the same time. So you happening to get an audition for a project that you're perfect for and you've been working on your craft for so long that you are able to go in there and just nail it. And they're looking for someone like you, right? I mean... I think that because there are so many different ways to become the kind of actors and artists that we want to be, it's tough to really be able to claim that you have the secret to success, the secret formula. 
And to me, that's what I find frustrating on social media sometimes, is it seems like some creators, and not all of them, and not all the time even, and I actually don't even, you know, again, I wouldn't blame them, because I think that on social media in particular, you're encouraged to kind of promote your content in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, I also follow, like, some fitness people on there, and they kind of have the same thing, where it's like, you if you're not doing your bicep curls like this, then you're losing all your gains, and it's, you know, th- with I guess with exercise, it's a little bit different, because there can be some things that prove it, like, you know, you can't sway when you're doing your curls. This is why you come here to hear me talk about my bicep curls, right? <laughs> um, so I guess there's a little bit more validity there, but... It really is, I think, this nature on social media to try to act as though you have all of the answers, as though you're infallible in many ways. And I just don't think that's great, and I especially don't think it's great for people who are newer to acting, people who are making their way into the business, who are looking for someone to give them the secret. Because I think the truth is that there is no secret there are things we can do. Again, there are paths that we can take. There are certain things that you you do have to do. There are absolutes in acting, of course. Um, you know, you have to have good headshots. You have to get some clips and a reel together. Although, you know, we even see people that make it that don't have that, right? The woman from Roma uh, had never acted before in her life. And that's obviously a huge anomaly. It's not like that happens on a daily basis, I don't think. But those kind of things can happen. And so the reason I wanted to talk about this on the podcast is I know I spent many years really looking for someone to give me the answer and putting my faith in people who sold me this idea. And again, I think a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us are kind of wired to do that to look for someone to give us the answer rather than trust ourselves. You know? I think there's a great documentary by Adam Curtis called The Century of the Self. And a lot of it has to do with how early on in like the 20s, I want to say, marketing executives took lessons from Sigmund Freud and started to use some of his studies in psychoanalysis to learn to instill desire in consumers, to instill a sense of lack, really, an idea that, hey, you're not good enough how you are. You're not enough. But if you buy these cigarettes, everyone will think you're cool. If you buy this car, you will find love. And that kind of ideology persists Whoa, I really messed up that word. Persists persists to this day. A lot of commercials now, they are not just selling the product. They're selling this almost like fantasy of how you can live once you have the product. I don't know about you. I've never bought a car and then drove it around in the desert doing wheelies or doing uh, little circles. I've just never done that. Maybe it's because it's a Ford Fusion, but it's not something that really happens for me. And they're really selling, you know, not that, oh, you're going to drive in the desert, but they're selling this idea of, like, freedom, you know, or those car commercials where 
the person will be stuck in traffic and then they'll see a sign that says do not enter but they're in a Range Rover. They don't need to listen to that sign. And so they turn left, and suddenly they're driving through the mountains, and they're at the beach all of a sudden looking at the sunset. And, again, these commercials are selling an idea to us, right? They're selling this, one, this lack, right? Because how how soon are you going to be sitting in traffic that next day where you're like, man, you're probably not going to think consciously, I wish I had my Range Rover so I could drive to the beach but you might start to feel that lack and that feeling like if I get something, then maybe that'll be fulfilled. And what we notice, right, is that anytime we get material things, usually it doesn't last, that feeling of completion or joy, whatever it is. Then it just becomes a thing. You know, I got an, a new iPad recently, and it was great. I love reading on my iPad. My other one had broken, so it was fantastic. I loved it. And now it's just a thing. You know, it's another iPad. It's it's nice. It's very nice. It has my books. I love reading. But it just becomes a thing. But that idea around objects, around material possessions, around, like, consumerism, really, I think then translates very quickly over to our acting and, and in social media a lot more as well. Because think of something like TikTok if you're on that, I mean, that is literally just trying to keep you on the app as long as possible. Trying to hit those little dopamine receptors so that you keep swiping and finding new content that is often very similar content. I could go into a whole rabbit hole rant on TikTok right now and how I kind of feel like it might be the, the death of creativity. But at the same time, there are a lot of creative people on there that do pretty amazing things. So look at that nuance. <laughs> Uh, but all that to say, I'm, I can't believe I just patted myself on the back for that. Um, I think that this lack that is often instilled within us, and I, I think in many cases, one could argue philosophically that we just have that anyway, right? That we just come into the world feeling a sense of lack and we're constantly trying to find things to fill that. But I think that can translate negatively into our acting in a couple different ways. The first, let's just talk about ourself in the work. Sometimes when we feel this lack, we, we, we feel like we go into auditions, or rather we go into auditions with this feeling of desperation, of needing to book a job. And... That that reads, even on camera, especially in person, I'd say, but even on camera, it reads when that's the energy that the actor's sharing. And it becomes almost, in a lot of ways, I think it's tougher to be free in the performance at that point because you're so tight considering what you have to do to get the job. And why do we want the job so bad, Right? I think that's the question to ask. And it's not wrong to want a job, but what I try and do is, you know, every year I try to let myself want like three jobs that I go out for. Otherwise, I try to just stay detached and think, hey, if I get it, great. Because I think otherwise it, again, it lends to that desperation in the actor and in the performance that doesn't always read well and can be quite obvious to the person cast and the casting director. 
I also think that sometimes, like, where are we operating from? You know, Jacques Lacan is a psychoanalyst that I, I might have brought up on the podcast before. I don't know. I've done a lot of episodes now, so I really don't know. Uh, but something he's talked about, one of his more famous theories that I think a lot of people in the psychoanalysis community aren't crazy about now, but I still think it's cool. I'm just an actor, you know, uh, is the mirror stage. And basically, this idea is that, you know, when we're babies, we come into this world and everything is an object to us. We look at everything, it's an object that serves us in one way or another, positively, negatively, but it, it's an object, right? Except for us, we're a subject. And then one day, we look in the mirror and we see that we are also an object. So we are an object and a subject, and that duality persists throughout the rest of our lives. And that's why there are these, these things that we feel like, if I just get this job, then I'll be happy. Or if I find this partner, then I'll, I'll finally be myself. And again, what you learn to discover is that's often the whole within. You know, you might get that partner, you might get that job, and you'll still find your way back. There are many artists who make it to the top of the mountain and still talk about imposter syndrome. You know, how they don't feel like they belong. People with Oscars have said that. So, I don't know if there's a way really to divorce ourselves of lack, but there is a way to understand it. And to understand, I think, when that comes up, when we feel like, I need this job because it will solve everything, you know, to just take a step back and recognize, like, well, it might solve some things. Yeah. It might be a nice boost of money. might help my career grow a little bit. But it's not, it's not everything in the world. And if you do feel that way around jobs, like, that's okay. Again, I don't think there's one way to be. But I think the more we can take care of ourselves mentally, spiritually, the better we can approach the work. And that leads me back to social media and, and these acting gurus, you know, the people who are claiming that they have all of the answers. Because, again, we all want that. Wouldn't it be amazing if this podcast was entitled, The One Thing You Have to Do to Become a Successful Actor, and then I just said it, and boom, you were. As soon as you listened to the podcast, HBO called, they said, Hey, we're ready for you. you we heard you listened to the podcast. Okay, yeah, you're in. You're the lead. That's not how it works, right? That's not how it works. Now, I'm not saying we can't learn from people. Of course we can. We can, even people who claim that they are the arbiter of acting truth, that they are the one who has the answers and no one else does, we can learn from these people. That's great. But I think when we put our faith in that person, when we think they're the one that's going to help us get to the top, I think that's when we can become stagnant, you know, because we can start to kind of relax a little bit thinking we've made it. We found the person. Just listen to what they say and we're good. And then we also start to lose trust in ourselves, right? And we have to trust ourselves. That's all we got. It goes for our acting, right? When it comes to trusting your impulses in the moment. And then it goes to 
trusting yourself in decisions you're making for your career. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with advice, right? There's nothing wrong with listening to podcasts or YouTube or interviews to discover different ideas. Or oftentimes what you're discovering is people who dealt with similar problems and how they handled it. But ultimately, you do need to make the decision yourself, right? I think it can be an informed decision. But you got to trust yourself. you got to trust what's right for you. And I say that too because I, I know from first-hand experience there are a lot of people that will take advantage of an actor's willingness to trust someone. You know, I worked at a theater company for a while that had an artistic director who really sang a beautiful song to everybody. And, you know, ultimately, of course, we have to take accountability for listening for so long. But I know that he kept going even when a lot of us left. He kept finding new people. And what I found was particularly insidious about the way he went about it is he would he would look for people who were upset with Los Angeles, who felt like they had gotten into acting for very pure reasons and that the city had just not really seen them the way they wanted to be seen. And what he would do is he would try to sell this idea that he sees them. You know, I remember I sat in with auditions for him for a while and he would say this every single time to someone. He would stop them mid-audition and say, I just want you to know that I see your heart in this work. I see how valuable you are. And that sounds really nice. But again, he was saying it to every single person. And and what you found when you started working with him is as much as he said he wanted you to collaborate and bring your heart to the work, that wasn't really the case. He wanted you to just do what he wanted. And he would get rather mean if you didn't. And so that's just a short story, right? But there are people like that out there. And people that will be better off if you believe you have to keep going to them for the answers. And again, there's nothing wrong with seeking advice. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. You guys can always reach out to me and ask questions. I've had people do that in the past. And I I feel like I usually respond. Maybe I've missed yours, and I apologize if that's the case. If you're sitting there like, didn't get back to me, Justin, uh, I do apologize. You can definitely reach out to me on the Acting Notes uh, Instagram or TikTok. But even so, when I give advice, when I give you an answer for something, you know, take it with a grain of salt. That's Justin's opinion on this. Okay. Maybe find someone else's opinion if it's something you don't know anything about. Then ultimately, again, trust yourself. Trust your judgments. And that also comes, I think, you know, I think the the potential negative of this is, cool, I'm just never going to ask anyone anything. I trust myself completely. Uh, you know, it's it depends on the topic, right? If it comes to the type of actor you see yourself as, right? That might be something where you trust yourself a bit more than other people saying, no, I see you as this. Yeah, this is the type you're going to play. Now, maybe that will come with changes, right? Like, I remember a story about, I think it was Michael Chiklis. I could be wrong about the actor, but basically an actor who was always playing kind of like this nice guy, 
these roles that he, you know, he enjoyed and it helped him get work, but he wasn't really crazy about it. And so later in his career, he decided, I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to get in shape. And I'm going to try to become more of like the cop or action guy. And he did because that's what he felt like he wanted to pursue. And he trusted himself. He did have to make some changes, of course, right, to help the industry see him that way. But if he didn't trust himself, then he might still be doing that work, which, again, it seemed like he was doing okay with. He was getting paid, but he didn't find it fulfilling. And I think a lot of people would have been like, well, you know what? I'm getting paid. I'm here. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to ride this out, which is also fine if that's the choice you want to make, right? I don't. Again, I don't know where everyone's coming from. Maybe that's a very beautiful option to you. But in this case, he felt like his artistic soul, if you will, wasn't flying the way it could. And uh, sometimes I hear myself, <laughs> I just wonder, is this just poetic like drivel? I hope it's not. I hope, I hope you're getting something out of it. Um, but his artistic soul really is like, it, he wanted it to fly in a different way, to a way that he felt he would resonate with more. And so he made the changes to get there. He trusted himself, right? And I bet a lot of people told him not to. A lot of people said, why are you spoiling this great thing you got going? So something to think about in that regard, right? Again, ultimately, this idea that we can't trust ourselves comes from a place of lack. It comes from a feeling like like we're not enough, like we have all these things we have to do. And, you know, I used to operate from that place a lot. I And it, it's I think it, it's a way that can really hold you back in a lot of ways. I know it did for me for a while because it became, even now, you know, I've, I've wanted to try to make a movie for a long time. And I kept holding myself back because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just don't know enough. But maybe once I finish this YouTube series or once I read this book and oh my gosh this class and you know I I kept holding myself back thinking I needed these like benchmarks to go do something and I didn't and you don't right go for the things you know it doesn't mean that we can't still learn we can't get books or watch a YouTube series or take a class. That's that's not what it means. It just means trust yourself a bit more. Let yourself try something and fail. Like, that's okay. So much great things in this world, so many great things in this world, you know, started with someone that failed first. Failure is just a, another teacher, right? I only say that to bring up failure as an idea, really going back to like auditions, because I think sometimes, again, we're so tight. We're so afraid we're going to fail. But oftentimes it's when we take the risk that our audition stands out. That's bold. That's interesting. It's unlike someone else's. Because we risked failure. And I don't know. I You know, I've listened to different casting directors, so here, here's me. Uh... Who have said, you know, like, unless you just absolutely, I don't know, unless unless you just do something so bizarre in an in, in audition, they're probably not going to write you off as, like, I'm never calling that person back in. 
I mean, you'd have to like punch someone, like punch the person who let you in the room. Uh, and even then, that would be bold. I might cast you on that. No, I would not do that. Violence is not cool. Don't do it. Uh, but yeah. You can risk failure. You know? You can trust yourself. That's really what it is. Trust yourself. And also just, you know, I'm almost done here, but something else. Just be kind to yourself. I only say that because I just thought of this Brene Brown quote, which is, you know, we're often, we often say stuff to ourselves that we would never say to someone we loved. And it's so true, you know. If I drop a glass at my house, I'm like, you idiot. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> I, I use harsher language, but I don't want to do that on here. <laughs> um, but I would never do that to someone I cared about or even someone I, I don't care about, you know? Someone I'm not really connected with. If I'm like out at a restaurant and someone drops a glass, I'm not like, you idiot. I would never say that to someone I loved either. So why do we feel the permission to say it to ourselves? You know, part of trusting ourselves is loving ourselves and trusting that you are enough. And you are. So thank you for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating and uh, a question if you'd like or a comment. You can ask me about any acting-related questions you have or you can... Uh, suggest a topic if you'd like. I've done some episodes that are based off of uh, suggestions from people, so that's always an option. Uh, be sure to follow The Acting Notes on Instagram and TikTok at The Acting Notes. And really, thank you for listening. It's a pleasure to do these podcasts, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, your busy life, to listen. So thank you. Have a good day. Peace. Peace.